Hello, everyone. So before we get started on this week's episode, Benji and I have something really exciting and amazing to share. So we're going to be doing this thing where um, we are going to have a curated Spotify playlist to go along with um, each episode. Probably not every episode of Queer Me Out, but the ones that are mostly centered around music reviews. Um, which, you know, is kind of like half the content is the plan. And um, the link for that <laughs> is going to be in the description of the episode. So you'll be able to follow along with kind of uh, listening to the highlights of each album that we review. So you don't have to go and listen to the whole thing beforehand to like find what we're going to be talking about. And yeah. we're also going to include songs that... um. <laughs> come up anyway so it's not just going to be the album we're talking about but all the random music comments we make of which there are tons there's a lot so every random artist we bring up or every random song that reminds me of reminds us of this album you'll find that on the playlist so we're also going to go back and retroactively make playlists for our old episodes. So you'll be able to find those in the future. But for this episode, we've curated a playlist. So just check um, the description and you'll find a link that'll direct you right to our curated playlist. Yeah, it'll make you feel like you're there. It'll make you feel like you're really part of it. Yeah, like you're listening to the same thing that we're listening to. Oh my god. Okay, and now is on with the rest of the episode. Bye! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Queer Me Out. Oh, my God. I'm Daniel. And I'm Benji. And this is Queer Me Out, the show where two flamboyant queers talk about the newest, the hottest, and the gayest in pop culture. Yes, we do, honey. Today we are ringing in 2021 um, by celebrating our Spotify wrapped uh, top songs and albums of the year and discussing and debating um, exactly how well Spotify is able to tell that we're gay. Which it usually, <laughs> it's usually pretty good about it. <laughs> it's almost too good. It is. It's scary. But She's then, exposing us. Yeah, right. That's the thing, like, Spotify is outing you, y'all. Like, Spotify is telling telling you your business. She's telling you your business. And she's all up in your shit. Right. So, before we begin, how has the new year been? What is, how's the start of 2021 for you? I mean, besides the violent coup of the Capitol. Um, so yeah, that sucked. Um, among other things, 
I think that something that I really was kind of thinking a lot about coming into the new year was that I think people are putting a lot of like undue pressure on 2021. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's 2021. Everything's going to be better. Like 2021 is like the start of like, you know, a new slate, like cleansing. And it's like, I don't know. 2021 is going to be terrible. Like 2021, this is going to sound like a tarot reading. Like I think 2021 is going to be all about transition. It's not going to be about like, it's not going to be about like the finality of change. It is going to be about the slow and tedious climb back to homeostasis. If we yeah. ever, if we ever even had it in the first place, we never <laughs> did. An emphasis on the homeo. <laughs> <laughs> like to reach a state of homo, <laughs> a read of homostasis. Exactly. So, what yeah. do you think about that? Right, like, because ever I feel like a lot of people are like, "Yay, twenty twenty one! I'm so glad twenty twenty is over." It's like, hold on a second. It's literally the same. Right. It's kind of like... It's It's off to a worse start, if you ask me. It's sort of like... Like, the way that I kind of feel about it, it's like, I think 2020 might have been, like, the shitty foyer. And, like, 2021 is going to be, like, the living room. Like, (laughs) like, I think... Yeah. That this is, like, a... It's going to be, like, a process of several years for us to work everything that has gotten all messed up out until things are like until things are homo again which I don't know will they ever be I mean for me and you it will but other people aren't as lucky other people aren't as lucky they are living in a sad sad hetero world right speaking (laughs) of sad sad hetero worlds I was just I don't think Benji knows what this is because you're not about the internet culture. But do you know what parlor is? Not at all. Well, wait, wait, wait. It's a sad, sad hetero world what it is. Isn't so, parlor, like parlor is like a, uh, it's like in an old house. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? Isn't the parlor like if you're a fancy rich person, it's like a room that comes before the living room? <laughs> yes. That's, like, what it, that's, you, that's what it is in the 1800s. And you drink in it, right? But in 2021, parlor is a social media app for the alt-right. Because mm. they all got kicked off of Facebook. Mm. And after the coup myself included people have been making fake parlor accounts and pretending to be alt-right conservatives so i just in my spare time on a saturday night i got the great idea to make a parlor account oh my god (laughs) oh my god And, and I, I think I have the best username of all time. What is your what is your username? My username is live free or die f150. <laughs> that is perfect. Oh my god, I am obsessed. Oh my god, and I know what an f150 is because I grew up in the woods. So Exactly. 
And you know, that's how you knew too. You're, you were able to do that because you have insider information. Because I'm a thinker. (laughs) I mean, let's not go like wild. So (laughs) now I'm on a secret mission to infiltrate the conservatives. Uh huh. So I'm a, I'm a gay spy now. Is did you ever watch that show? Totally spies growing up. <laughs> no, I I forget, but I did watch Spy Kids. Do you remember Spy Kids? See that I didn't really see. You didn't watch Totally Spies? What is wrong with you? I might have. What was it like? Refresh my memory. Remember, it's like it's like. It's like three girls. It's like a blonde, a redhead, and a brunette get together, and one wears. Oh, 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 oh! Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, one wears red, one wears yellow, and one wears green, and they go on missions to save the world. And there's always, you know, they give them gadgets that are like compacts or like lipstick that shoots lasers and like stuff. To be honest, I was more of a Kim Possible girl. Oh, I was too. I watched that. Also. Kim Possible, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Do 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 do. Do you remember that? Yeah, <clears throat> I do I love that show. It was a good show. A lot of people think it's gay too. It is. Do you want like Kim I Possible kinda... and the evil the evil lady? They think they're in love. She go. She go. Yeah, do you know, do you want to know something? Like, I think I, like, I think I might have a crush on Ron. Like, do you want a piece of that naked mole rat? No, Ron, not the mole rat. I know. The naked mole rat was supposed to be an insinuation of his dick. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, um, that is. I mean, I get it now that I'm thinking about it, but I don't know if I want to get it. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense, but do I want it to make sense? Like, I mean, mole rats have, like, buck teeth. (laughs) No, uh, those are scary to me. If you've ever seen a naked mole rat in real life, it'll give you nightmares. It looks like a ball sack with... (laughs) You mean they... (laughs) You mean that you mean to tell me in the year of our Lord 2021 that not all ball sacks have teeth? <laughs> How dare you? Well, if you've seen the hit film Teeth. Oh, I love that movie. Love, love, love. Do you know how many ex-boyfriends I made squirm by making them watch that movie? About a girl who has vagina dentata who cuts off people's penises. Mm-hmm. One ex-boyfriend. But if I had other ones, <laughs> if I had other ones, I'd show them it too. <laughs> it's really good. It is. Yeah. If you're a horror movie buff and you've never seen Teeth, it's a really great film. The lead actress is amazing in it. Her performance is spot on. Um, it's directed beautifully. And it's it's very chilling. <laughs> and if you have a penis, there's there's a little it's a little more chilling, maybe. <laughs> but she's very at the end. She's empowered by her pussy that eats dicks and has teeth. So, yeah, like I I I left my I left my den, um, my family den with the TV in it. I left it feeling empowered. 
Did you feel like your butthole had teeth? <sighs> no, I, th- I think it, I think it took a couple of years <clears throat> for me to feel quite that empowered. Okay. Do you think your butthole is so tight that you can just snap off a dick with it? Um, or is that just me? <laughs> it might. It might just be you. I'm just kidding, girl. It ain't. It's not that tight. We all know that. <laughs> I ain't lying to nobody. I ain't lying. Benji's essentially sipping a dirty martini. God, it's delicious. Yum. I love a good dirty martini. You love anything dirty. Mm, I don't know. You don't like it dirty? Well, I mean, the main appeal of the Dirty Martini is that it comes with a snack. Like, built right in. Oh, okay. So you're just fat. That's why you like it. I mean, I'm here for the olive. <laughs> As he's chewing an olive. I'm here for the olives, but the gin and the vermouth are also there. And that's fine. That's good, too. Good to know. Yeah, like, that. I don't think a lot of, like, all a martini is, is... Like, one part vermouth, two parts vodka or gin, and then you add as much olive juice as you want if you want it to be dirty. And vermouth is just, like, a really dry... Like, dry vermouth is just, like, a really dry, kind of, like... It's kind of, like, a dry, complex, like, tangy white wine. Wow. Meanwhile, I'm drinking water as out of an empty pickle jar, like the fucking country bumpkin I am. That is, like, it's really, like, obviously, so, you know, we're on, we're on video, and it's really funny, like, the dichotomy there is hilarious. It's like, I'm drinking out of a martini glass, and Daniel's <laughs> drinking out of a pickle jar. And you, you can decide for yourself what all of that means. I don't quite no. there's no pickles in it i'm just reusing the jar i just like it because it's just big jug of water you know what i mean yeah i don't i've always i don't really like the whole mason jar pickle jar thing i like my i don't know i like my glasses to be a little more like shaped to be to have your mouth be put on it <laughs> like you know i like the i like the roundedness of a normal glass i don't really like i'm it. just strange i'm just strange it's just me no you're not str- lots of people drink out of mason jars it's like a whole thing do they, they drink just- out of pickle jars though i mean they're essentially they're very similar a pickle jar just is a fat one yeah it's like wider uh. <laughs> okay okay so <laughs> So, is there anything else you wanted to say about the new year? Like, do you feel like, do you know what I mean about the thing with expectations? Like, people are like, oh, 2021. I have no expectations because we all came in thinking 2020 was going to be the greatest year. And I think it was the worst year of definitely the 2000s. I don't, probably before too, right? Wait, like the worst year? You mean like the worst year, like since twenty ten, kind of? No, the year like since two thousand. I mean, I collectively, yeah, as as a as the world, probably 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. It's hard to like. It's hard to calculate that though. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 been remarkably bad mm-hmm. on a global scale. But bad things happen every year in different places. But you have to admit that there's a global there's a globalness to all of it that makes it very like palpable. There is. Like I taste it, and it tastes terrible. <laughs> Okay, are you ready to get into this? Yeah. 2020 was like a bad hot dog. 2020 was like drinking the hot dog water out of like a New York City streetcar. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I wonder if Rose knows about that. She probably does. Put that on put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Boom. 2020 is like drinking stale hot dog water out of a New York City street cart. Yep. Sell it. Sell the merch. $40 a tank top. Listen, we we need to, we'll, we'll eventually, maybe we'll have merch. I don't know. But we'll think about it. We'll talk about it. I think we'll start, like, do you know how, like, Lady Gaga had, like, chromatica thongs? I think we should have, like, a queer me out thong as, like, our first piece of merch. Honestly, I think people would go for that before they would go for a t-shirt. <laughs> Can you imagine just, like, the, the, local, the logo, I think, would look really good either. Like, I think the logo would go- look good blown up over the thong. Ooh, you know? yeah. Like, with, the, with, like, the rainbow slime just dripping down over, like, the whole thing. Wow. That would look cool. Especially for Pride. Especially. So, for the uninitiated, just in case people don't know, if you have Spotify, which is, you know, a streaming service for music, if you have Spotify... And if you don't use it, you know, you need to love yourself. Get off of Apple Music, because Apple Music is terrible. And you just need to get on Spotify. Yeah, I've I've never used anything but Spotify. Make the conversion. Do you know what I learned today? Spotify is owned as a Swedish company. I had no idea. Yeah. IKEA, Spotify, and Swedish meatballs. Yum. Oh, that just made me want gravy. Mm, I love I love Swedish meatballs. Mm. You just love gravy, girl. You like anything covered in gravy. I would. I would eat a Rubik's cube covered in gravy. <laughs> oh, yum! Like, Ooh. okay, oh, wait, Daniel. Lightning round: gravy, sawmill, turkey, red eye, or beef. Um, I just want like a classic, like a beef gravy. Okay, you don't like sawmill? I'm not southern like that. So like, I don't even really know what that is. Is that the one with the sausage and the milk? Like, when, like, the the actual sawmill gravy is really just... That white gravy before you put the sausage in it. But sometimes people will still call it sawmill gravy if you put sausage in it. But it's like, you know, it's flour, butter, and lots of salt and pepper. And it's like a peppery white gravy. 
It's the kind of thing, and you know, and then if you put sausage in it, I do it. like. I, I I don't I don't think I'd like it without sausage. You should. I want some meat in it, girl. And then I've never had red eye gravy. I don't know what that is. Red eye gravy is. Red eye gravy has a little bit of coffee in it. What? Mm, it's like I think it's the. It's usually you see it served over ham. I believe. I'm pretty sure it's like that's usually, weird to me. Coffee and gravy. I don't know about that. Well, do you see, that's why they call it red eye gravy because it's like you know it keeps you up. Like so, you have red eyes, so it mm. has a little bit of coffee in it. And it's what is just like I just like a I guess a turkey gravy or like a beef gravy. I just like that kind of gravy. Okay. Yeah, me too. In fact. Some of my favorite gravies are like, and this is very controversial. Some of my favorite gravies are like the ones from the jar or from the packet. Like they have a certain, they have a level of saltiness to them that is really nice. Like KFC gravy. Yeah, that's the like KFC gravy is. It, I doubt it counts as I, gravy. It's my favorite gravy. I love KFC gravy. I'm not gonna lie. I've literally drank a container <laughs> of KFC gravy that's in the parking lot. Yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. That it sounds completely on brand. Whenever I go to KFC, I'm like, can I have mashed potatoes? This is what you need to do, though. Okay, tell me. You have to ask. You say, I don't want the gravy on the potatoes. I want the gravy on the side in a separate container. Because they always rip you off. Because they give you more if you get it in a separate container. Mm-hmm. They don't give you enough gravy if you just get mashed potatoes and gravy. Do you know what I mean? So you so you ask for no gravy? Like, you just yeah. ask for all the gravy on the side? All the gravy on the side in a separate container. They give you way more, girl. Thank you so much for this They valuable. give you the same size as the mashed potatoes they give you in gravy. You're kidding. Yeah, I'm not even joking. So if I get a large mashed potato, I will get a large gravy. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first, girl. You heard it. And then after, then you can just like hold your hands to the side of it. Oh, and feel the heat and radiating off. <laughs> feel the heat radiating through your entire soul. Yeah. As you slowly lift it up <laughs> like a baby into the light. <laughs> and then you slowly put your your mouth under. Uh-huh. Like a cow sucking a teat. <laughs> the only thing to do is jump <laughs> over. And then you just pour that gravy down your throat. <laughs> Yum. Like a waterfall of chicken. I think theirs is a beef gravy, right? I don't even know what it is. It's just like mysterious animal. I don't <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a really good album name. Like, is that Lady Gaga's next album, Mysterious <laughs> Animal? I just assumed it was chicken because they it's you eat it with chicken, but I don't even know. Yeah, I mean it's a really dark, rich gravy, so I, I always assumed it was beef. We'll Google it later. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, I know. Wait, I know that we have to talk about. I know we have to talk about the the um, Spotify Wrapped, but yeah. <laughs> one more thing about gravy. 
Okay. Do you like Popeye's Cajun gravy with a little sausage bits in it? I love it. Delicious. Okay. I just, I I just had to too. say that. Okay. I just, KFC is different because, like, KFC, that's the difference. KFC is literally just trash industrial gravy made from powder. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas Popeye's is like, trash industrial gravy but made with some love to make it seem homemade Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because there's a little like celery bits in yeah they put a little they try to make it seem you you know it's just dehydrated celery or whatever but they they put a little more effort in yeah and and on popeyes versus kfc we both go popeyes right Yes. A hundred percent. Love Popeyes. So A hundred percent. It's so, like, I love the craggly bits on all of the chicken. Yeah, in terms of chicken, Popeyes, hands down. KFC, I don't even like KFC chicken anymore. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Okay, so 2020, 2020 wraps. Let's hit it. So I think, I like, I'll say my number one album, and you'll say your number one album, and then we'll go to songs, right? Yeah, first we're going to talk about um, our artists. Okay. Oh, sorry, I don't know why I said album. They don't do album. They don't do album. I wish they did, but I guess that'd be hard to figure out. I mean, my we all know what album mine would be. Chromatica. I know. We all know what mine would be. Tell me. Fuck lore. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, do you want me to go first? No. My number one was, I'm sure no one here is surprised, mm-hmm. was Lady Gaga. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sure no one's surprised. Chromatica came out. Like, it's obvious. This was my album for the summer, as we can tell. And coming first, up. And our first episode, which is really like, it's that's kind of beautiful. If you think and our first episode, I didn't even think of that until now. Yeah, that's kind of poetic. Like, she that album felt like the that album felt like the first big good thing in 2020. Which, if you think about, you know, and it was the last. <laughs> Listen, that is like. Okay, I know that you didn't love. No, love that's that. a lie. That's a lie. There were other good things. Included. I know that you didn't love love that album, but folklore helped a lot of people through the quarantine. That was a really nice. It made my quarantine worse. <laughs> I mean, while well, you were there, so it probably wasn't that great anyway. Wow! <laughs> wow. The shade, y'all. I. <laughs> And you know what, Benji? I think yours was actually the same. Why? Because I was there. <laughs> yours was Lady Gaga too, wasn't it? Your number one artist. Yes, which is really weird because that's I feel really uncomfortable with this because 
I just don't think I listen to her that much. And even when I we think were, we all know that's a lie. Even when we were listening to the album for Chromatica, I just don't think that that would have been enough to carry it through the whole year. Because I feel like after I stopped, over, like I listened to it over and over again while we were preparing for the episode. And obviously it was our first one. So I think I was probably a little bit more bingy about it. So I like really like wanted to study it before we talked about it. And, you know, that probably contributed to it. And I also love Lady Gaga anyways. I mean, you know, like I also was listening it because I liked it. But I like, that's the thing. That album didn't really define my year. Like I didn't really listen to it a whole, like that's a, like honestly, I did not listen to that album a lot. Like after we did the episode. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it didn't. It didn't like that. I album, continued to listen to it. Yeah, that album didn't like sustain me throughout the year at all. It didn't hit any. Yeah, it really. I'm didn't. blown away because that album sustained me like a large KFC gravy. Oh yum! See now I want one. Oh my god! It's too <laughs> late. They're not open. No. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, we all, we remember like Chromatica, like you were very, very into Chromatica and I, you know, felt like it could have been a little better, but it was, it was a really good moment. Half, like about halfway through a terrible year. You know what I mean? Like it was a, it was definitely a shining musical beacon. It was. But, you know, and then Folklore came along and kind of just bumped it out of the way. But... <laughs> so, yeah. So, I don't know why Lady Gaga was my top artist. I will say, do you know what I did do, though? I think that there was a point after we listened to Chromatica, I kind of revisited Born This Way because I hadn't um, listened to it in a while. And... I remembered how much I loved that album to the point where like, like Born This Way was such a good album to listen to all the way through track by track. It really takes you on a journey. Yeah. And that might've contributed to, you know, cause it wasn't just about Chromatica, right? It's just Lady Gaga as an artist. So it's like, I think that probably had something to do with it is that I kind of re-listened to Born This Way after Honey, don't make an excuse. We know you listen to, you re-listen to Lady Gaga every all year round, girl. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't have anything, nothing to hide here, folks. <laughs> and I want to point out, and I, I don't want to, like, promise things this far in advance, like, on a recording that everyone's going to listen to. But, like, I have been thinking about, like, 2021 is going to be, like, the 10-year anniversary of Born This Way. So I kind of feel like we should probably do it. Wow. And guess what month it came out? It came out in May, just like Chromatica did. Oh, but yeah. So we should, you know, we should think about that. That would be really good. Okay, who's your second artist? Lana Del Rey. Yes, honey. Because yes. no matter what I'm doing, she's always near the top. Because I'm always just a depressed, sad bitch. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. And 2020 was a sad year. So, of course, I was listening to Lana Del Rey. 
That's the thing. Lana was a good artist to be listening to this year because her music is pretty fatalistic in places. The thing with Lana to me is like, it's just, I can listen to it all the time because her music isn't as, you know, Lady Gaga's music is so like, it's very like in your face. It's very like each song is like a moment. I don't want to say every Lana Del Rey can just like be an easy background music that will just kind of fit into any situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Her music is very much a mood and all of her albums. I think the thing that's really amazing about Lana Del Rey, and I don't know if you've ever, you know, thought about this before, but you could get a playlist of every song she's ever done and put it on shuffle. And they're different enough that I don't think you would literally get bored. But there's enough continuity and enough, like, you know, the mood kind of shifts and changes, but it never feels like different genres or feels like it's, like, totally different albums that are clashing together. Like if you put like a Taylor Swift playlist on shuffle, you would get a very different experience than if you put like a Lana Del Rey every song ever. That's the thing. It's very easy. It's my easy listening. I never get sick of it because it's also like, it's almost timeless in a way. It is like I, what I love about her music is that it, echoes a lot of past eras but at the same time it doesn't have a particularly like strong dated production it all kind of blends together and has a lot of like ebbs and flows to it it sort of is like it's almost like jello like it's not a solid (laughs) and it's not a liquid it's just kind of its own thing that kind of sustains throughout the listen And that's what I love so much about her music. So, congratulations to you. Number two. Number two, Lana Del Rey. And a lot of times when me and Daniel hang out in person, she's just kind of like in the background the whole time. Yeah, she really is. Because it is, it's like, it's like, you know, there's lyrics to it, but it's not the same way as other music where like the lyrics, her vocals are never really high up in the mix. It's always kind of in the middle. So like if you put her music on and you just want to chill and it's not like a party party, but you're just kind of like hanging out and talking, like you can like hang out and talk to people and stuff and like have her music on. And it doesn't can't really do that to Lady Gaga. Yeah, exactly. It's like Lady Gaga. It's like, that's like you're dancing. Right. Like you can't do this. Unless you're listening to cheek to cheek. But whoever did. <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. I think the only people that did is boomers. That's the thing. Like that was it. That album was specifically crafted to like capture like our moms, like for our moms to be like, oh my God, Lady Gaga is so talented. She's so talented. You know, she's singing over there with uh, Tony Benny. He sounds just like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Okay, so my number two person is Taylor Swift. Um, I completely blame Folklore. I listened. I do too. I listened to that album into the ground, like 
over and over and over again. I listened and I loved, that's the thing. It was a really good, that was another album. Like, see, that album kind of reminded me of Lana Del Rey. It didn't sound a whole lot like her, with the exception of a song or two. But that wasn't, like, Folklore was a good album where, like, it has vocals in it and you could listen to it, like, while you were doing other things and it didn't, like, get in the way. Yeah. So that really heavily contributed, I think. Um, And we all know you love her. I do. And that's the other thing, too, is that I listen to a lot of her other songs anyway. Like, this year, I revisited Reputation, which came out in 2017, and it was, like, really nice. Like, I hadn't listened to it since it came out, really. Like, and I binged it when it came out. Like, I listened to it kind of, like, throughout 20, like, 2017. At the end of 2017 through 2018, I listened to it, like, a lot. But I hadn't, like, really listened to the album the whole way through in a while. And I did that this year. And it was, like, really nice. And I know that we, when we talked about Taylor during the episode, we kind of talked about, like, well, if we were going to ever review another album of hers, you said that you would probably like something a little more poppy. I think that you would probably really like either Reputation or Lover that came out in 2019. Yeah. Like, those albums are really strong for her. So, you know, that's something to think about. It's something to think. You'll still have to force me, though, let's be honest. I will. But we'll talk. Like, this is a year, 2021, I think. Like, this is going to be a year. You know, like, that's the thing that's so cool that I'm so excited about is, like, this is going to sound like a really strong thing to say. But, like, I kind of feel like we started this podcast in May. And just by the way, we didn't celebrate this and we should. Like, this is our 10th episode, y'all, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but I've never really done 10 of anything. (laughs) So Besides 10 wings from Applebee's. Oh, bitch, I've done way more than that. She's done 50. I love Applebee's. I want it right now. (laughs) You know what? They're still open. It's only 11. Applebee's is like the only thing that's open on DoorDash at like 3 a.m. in the graveyard shift. It's not open until then. At least not here. But at least here, it's like Applebee's is always the thing that's open the latest. Applebee's is the Applebee's is like the best late night restaurant if you want like restaurant quality food, whatever that means. I wouldn't call it quality. Listen, you sit there (laughs) and you're the bar. It's a restaurant, okay? (laughs) I wouldn't call it quality. You sit there and it's inside. (laughs) It's a restaurant. But I kind of, this is going to sound like really like, um, <laughs> this is going to sound really overdramatic, but I feel like we kind of documented the year through music. I mean, we didn't have that many episodes, if you think about it, but, <laughs> but we kind of did. I mean, but we kind of did. Yeah. It's like we, you know, like our lives shifted. We took a long hiatus in the middle. Yeah. And... It was a tough year, and I feel like there were certain, there were some musical moments in this year that were really beautiful. Like, Chromatica was a beautiful moment for a lot of people. I know that it wasn't your favorite, but Folklore was a really huge album this year that that I think it helped a lot of people. Plastic Hearts. Yeah, Miley Cyrus's album was such an underrated, like, that's people still aren't talking about it as much as they should. 
I feel like we really hit a lot of the highlights of the year, even though we didn't have a lot of episodes. So I just wanted to, okay, I don't want to be corny. I just wanted to take the time to thank you for being such an amazing friend. And to thank you for doing this with me, because I think that we did something really special and beautiful in such a shitty, oh terrible, God. such a shitty, terrible year. Like we created something and we worked together and we planned it. And, you know, there were ups and downs, but like we stuck with it. We stuck with it. Thank you, girl. I really appreciate you too. Yeah. We came back stronger than a 90s trend. Wow. True words have never been spoken. We really made 2020 into our bitch with this podcast. (laughs) We did. Do you like it? (laughs) Do you know what we are? We're fucking cop destroyers. Right. We're queer me out. So, yeah. So, anyway, Taylor Swift was my number two artist. She really, um, she really came through. Okay. What about... My number three is really embarrassing. It's okay, girl. This is a safe space. I want you. To My go. number three is really embarrassing. It's okay. You can tell. You can tell me. You can tell our um fans? Question mark. <laughs> I know the one person. Um, my number three was the Steven Universe soundtrack. <laughs> The Steven Universe <laughs> cast, or whatever, was the artist. Um, Steven Universe is a kids' show. Um, but it is, it's very queer. It's very gay. And I would argue that it's one of the best kids' shows, animated programs of all time. Mm-hmm. I it's incredible. It's and it ended this year, so I really think I needed the soundtrack there for nostalgic reasons. And it is really cute. There's actually a lot of really nice songs on there. Um it's super adorable. Yeah, and I I'm really bad about following through on TV shows that have multiple seasons, but I can I'm not as like, I'm not, I haven't watched it as much as Daniel has, but I do have to say, if you've never watched Steven Universe and you want to watch something while you're doing other stuff, but you'll still be able to pick up on everything, because, you know, it's a kid's show and it's, like, easy to follow, it's a really good show for kind of, like, to have on while you're, like, doing other stuff or, like, watering your plants or cooking or like doing like work at home and stuff like that. Well, the earlier seasons. Yes. I would say that it gets, it gets more intense towards the end. Um, just because like more things start happening. It's just such a beautiful show. I mean, even you'll get hooked, you'll really get hooked. And for anyone who's starting Steven universe, um, I would say stick with it because the early, the beginning is kind of like, is a little bit of a, like a stupid kids show kind of vibe, but the, it's just, that's just the growth. You know what I mean? Like you have to start at the bottom to go to the top. Like it's just, that's how they view the character development. You know what I mean? Like Steven starts out as an immature child and he grows. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
Right. Well, I was going to say the show really is about that terrible, sticky, sad, scary, unpredictable transition between like a middle school age Mm -hmm. and like being a teenager, like and a very, very, very young adult in quotations. And the show feels that way where like, it just becomes more emotional and emotional and emotional and more um, intense and intense and intense without being scary or too much for kids as it goes on. Which yeah. is like what it's like to kind of go through being a middle schooler into like being a teenager. And if you want strong female characters that Ugh. have multiple, you know, gender expressions and identities, you know, it's a really great, it's a great show because there's really an endless amount of gender expressions. And it's kind of no, no kids show I think has that diver that much that big of a diversity in gender mm-hmm. than Steven Universe. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. And the thing is, is that like, from an emotional perspective, I think that that show is really great because I think that it kind of like it, every episode has a lesson to it, which is common among like cartoons and stuff, but it has, it talks a lot about like emotional intelligence yeah, and love and respect and acceptance. Cause that's Steven's big thing. Yeah. And it's very queer in the way that it goes about presenting those issues. Like there's a lot of like gender non-binary like aspects to the show. And there's a lot of dialogue about accepting people for who they are, mm-hmm. but also being able to emotionally grapple with things that are harder for us to accept. Wow. And the show does both of those things and it balances In a beautiful it. way. In a beautiful way. So very sweetly. So if you like that's the thing, if you've never seen it and you want something to kind of just warm the cockles of your heart. Exactly. You have to watch it and you can watch it all the way through. And coming from, and this is something else that's important about the show, is that coming from someone who has an attent, like, I have the attention span of a bowl of applesauce. <laughs> like, each episode is, like, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, it's 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 easy. Yeah. And it's, like, I think it's, like, the whole show. There's, like, a million episodes, but each episode is, like, 15 minutes long. Right, and it's perfect. And honestly, this is gonna sound super, like, nerdy, but, like, now that we're talking about it, like... We're even talking about it, and I haven't, like, I've only probably seen, like, two seasons. Like, I still need to watch it through. Mm-hmm. Now I want to watch it. Yeah, I might even rewatch it, because... It's so good. It's it's my, like, comfort show. Anyways, I could talk about Steven... This could be a Steven Universe dedicated podcast, <laughs> because I'm so obsessed with it. A podcast about <laughs> each episode of Steven Universe would be, like, <laughs> wild. I know, I know. And then maybe I could... Talk, then I could interview Rebecca Sugar, the creator. That'd be iconic. But Icon- oh my god, Iconic. What was your number three? So my number three was Ava Max, and we didn't get the we. I I think I I told you that her album was coming out in September, and we never got around to 
being able to review it because I think that's kind of where our slump was was at. Yeah, it was kind of like the end of September. But her album came out on September eighteenth, and um, at least for me, and I I I think for Daniel, like Ava Max is kind of like Ava Max has kind of been like an artist to watch. Yeah, for a couple of years, it was definitely an album I listened to. Yeah, and that's we have like that's the thing. Like I haven't even talked to you about the album, but I don't know why we didn't. Like I know that we didn't talk about it on the pod because we didn't plan an episode for it, obviously. But like we didn't even talk about it like personally. We I did a little bit. I didn't even know you listened to it. Of course. So her debut album was called Heaven and Hell, and if you've been following her, she's released a kajillion singles leading up to it. <laughs> Um, and the, the basic, the thematic present, the thematic, like, idea of the album is that half of the album is heaven and half of the album is hell. And then there's one song that's dead in the middle of the two sides of the album that's called Torn. That mm-hmm. is about <clears throat> torn between heaven and hell. And so it's, it, it has, you know, it's not anything like deep or anything like that. But it has a concept to it where it's talking about heaven, meaning like anthemic songs and songs about positivity and songs about being love and songs about celebrating things. And then hell are like songs about manipulating people or like unhealthy relationships or being sad. Um, And it's a simple concept, but it's a concept that was very strong for a debut album and literally every song on the album could have been a single. And a lot of the songs on the album were a single. So we did not get the chance to review this album for the year, which I think was kind of a missed opportunity. But if you haven't heard it, it's a great album to listen to all the way through. And I know that we're talking about artists and not albums, but, you know, this is like her first, it's her debut album and it was very strong. And I listened to it over and over and over again. Because it was so fun. And, you know, it came out in late September. So it kind of was just in time for Halloween. And it was mm-hmm. good. It was a good album for Halloween. It had a lot of, like, fun, dancey songs. And the Hell side, as I'm sure you can imagine, had a lot of, like, creepy, stark synths on it. That kind of lended, they lend themselves to Halloween. Kind of like how we talked about kind of like how we talked about how Blackout is a very Halloween-y sounding album. Heaven and Hell was a very Halloween-y sounding album. Yeah. It was a great album. That's like, did you like that? Like, did you like that album? I did. I'm not as obsessed with it as you. I think I may I like I I I know the hits and I know a few songs from the album, but I I I never listened to it through, I don't think. Okay. Do you want to do your number four? My number four. So this was one I'm not sure. I didn't even think I listened to this person that much. See, this is, okay, this is, we haven't talked about, this is one of the things that I don't like about Spotify 2020, because, like, I feel like it's not all of 2020. It's, like, it's, like, the first, like, half, maybe, it's, like, 70% of 2020, but, like, I don't feel like it factors in the end of 2020. What? The, the Spotify wrapped. 
See, I didn't even know that. When you told me that, I was really upset because I thought the whole point was that it was the whole Well, year. because it, it it doesn't even, it comes out, when did it come out? Like, November? It's like... Well, this year came out a little early. Yeah, it came out early. I don't know. It was very weird. We're doing it on New Year's because that's when it should be. But my number four was Poppy. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about Poppy on this podcast, we talked about her a little bit when we talked about Rena, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So Poppy is very interesting. I don't know how she got on this list because I'm not a fan of her new, new music. But I think the reason is, is there are like a few old of her old songs that I always go back to. Like what? Like Aristocrat. Yes. Like, I'm just obsessed with that song. And I love Choke Mm -hmm. by her a lot. I love Girls in Bikinis Mm -hmm. from Outer Space and Roller Skates. I love, what else do I love? Low Life. Yes. I there's a lot of there's a lot of songs that I'm really obsessed with about Poppy. Her new music is a little too It's like the dichotomy is too much. Like I can't get into it. But I like I like when she was starting to get edgy, but she wasn't like 30 seconds of screaming and then 30 seconds of like pixie dream pop. You know what I mean? It's like Right, you you discussed that in the Rena episode where you were saying that you felt like the difference that the song sounded disconnected because it sounded like the chorus would be sugary, sweet, and poppy, and then the like verses would be like straight up heavy metal, and it was kind of just like too much of like a contrast. It's too much of a contrast, but I don't know. I guess I did listen to her a lot. What was your number four? My number four, which we see, this was kind of like a landmark album for me this year, but we didn't talk about it because it came out in March and we didn't really start the pod until May. So um, my fourth artist of the year was Selena Gomez. And I owe it directly to, because I didn't listen to a lot of her other music this year. I owe it directly to her album Rare that came out back in March. Mm-hmm. Daniel, did you listen to this album at all this year? I've never been a big Selena Gomez person. Um, I like a few of her hits. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't... One thing is, I feel like I never got into... Like, Miley is the only, like, Disney girl gone pop star that I'm really, like obsessed with do you know what i mean yeah so here's okay so here's my kind of like soliloquy about is this album that came back that came out in march rare it sort of takes she came out with an album back in 2015 called um oh what was it called I think it was called Reveal. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of the album? I don't even know. And basically, 
Um, the album that she came out with, Rare, it kind of has a very like chill dance pop style to it that very much expanded on her album that came before it. And it was a little bit more sophisticated. And it also had some experimental moments. You know, it wasn't like indie or anything, but it had some like, you know, just kind of like different styles and takes on dance pop. And it was the type of album, which I don't know if you can connect to this or not, Daniel, but it's the kind of album where it has a certain emotional quality to it, but it's not like it, it doesn't have a lot of, um, it's like, it's not complicated. Like it's not like Taylor Swift's recent albums where it's very lyrically superior, but it has a kind of familiar quality where it sounds poppy enough that you want to dance to it. But it also is a little bit unpolished and has a little bit of like sparse moments where it kind of almost sounds like, you know, if you didn't know it was Selena Gomez, it might be an up and coming dance pop artist. So if you hadn't listened to this album, Rare, it's kind of beautiful and chill. And it's a nice one to listen to while you're like cooking or cleaning or doing something innocuous like that. Okay. And it holds up over an entire listen. Like, that's the thing. It doesn't really have a lot of duds. So I think the reason why she showed up as an artist for me for number four was because she um, sort of, that album was very listenable for me in the first half of the year. Definitely. Definitely. Do you know what Selena Gomez song I love? What? Good for you, good for you, uh uh-uh. That's a beautiful song. I want to do that. That's like my stripper song, I call it. Like, I want to be a stripper to that song. Like, I want to be like... Do you know what I'm imagining you in? What? Black lace. Yeah. You're in drag. You have like, you have kind of like a wind swept like wild I want like long fucking hair like yeah. I want like I want it down to my ass do you know what it do you know what would look good with that song is if you did the wet look if yeah. you ran some water through it and you kind of had like wet hair maybe not all that wet hair though that'd be maybe not down to my ass wet hair that'd be <laughs> that'd be heavy girl I think it's worth it for the for the moment, though. For the moment? Yeah. Okay. And so it's like you're like head to toe, kind of like lace. Like black lace. Mm-hmm. And maybe you have kind of like a really, really sheer black, like, like, um, like a really sheer black, like, robe over all of it that has like black Malibu feathers at the bottom. <laughs> and when it says like, let me look good for you, good for you, uh-uh, uh-uh, and you just like let the robe hit the floor, a boom. And then you show everybody all them titties and all that ass. So that's in my, that's, that's my fantasy. Who's your number five? 
My number five, I don't even know if you listen to this person, but my number five is Zebra Cats. We didn't discuss them on this podcast, but they're honestly really amazing. They're my favorite gay rapper. And do you listen, do you, have you ever heard of Zebra Cats? Only from you, and I haven't listened to them yet, but that sounds really, like, I've always been interested in the idea of, like, a gay rapper, and I know Coswell. Mm-hmm. You know, Listen, but Coswell is the cheesy. other one. Coswell is more cheesy and, like, kitschy gay rapper. Like, like Zebra Cats is, like, re- is, like, real. Do you know what I mean? He's not like, he's not being like, I'm sucking dick, blah, blah, blah. But like, he is like a, he's a queer person of color, like rapping and he's incredible. His songs aren't about sucking dick, but they are like just queer. Like one of his, his famous songs is I'm a read that bitch. Oh, that's very gay. Mm -hmm, That's very gay. I'm gonna read that bitch. I'm gonna read that bitch. Because reading is what? Um, fundamental thank you um so that's what a lot of people know him for he's real the reason why i like him is because his music is kind of like dark horror spooky like hip-hop trap kind of vibe he has a very deep voice and he's just so good Mm mm-hmm and the album that came out in 2020 um, that he he put out is literally incredible. Some of the songs I like on it, um, some of my favorite songs is Ish. I-S-H. And N-N-N and Sleepy. What's the name of the album? The album is called Less Is More. Thank you for introducing that to me because that sounds like some like that sounds like something I really want to listen to. And he's also really hot. And also fun fact, which is kind of weird, is like in college when I was in drag, this is when you graduated, me and Vanilla, we got booked at a Cornell show and we were literally the the um intro for zebra cats you're fucking joking like i literally introduced him i was like and welcome to the stage zebra cats like i did that in drag and then he like came up like singing yeah my heart so i actually i actually met zebra cats and he's really cool because at that time, he was more low-key. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't... He's not, like, super famous, so that... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so cool. So, what was your number five? So... We already talked about her, so, you know, we don't have to spend a lot of time. But my number five was Lana Del Rey. So if I'm being... I'm surprised it was this far down. Me too. I was upset about it. Do you want to... This is embarrassing. But if I'm being totally honest, Juan Del Rey lives in my soul. But I think because I didn't particularly like Norman 
Rockwell a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Norman fucking Rockwell. And that came out at the tail end of 2019. And it didn't really carry me or sustain me through 2020 at all. And then I do listen to a lot of her older music in general. But I guess it must have been just spread out through the entire year a whole lot. Because I definitely listened to Lana. But I guess it must not have been in like the quantity that I did in, Mm -hmm. you know, years prior. Because she's definitely been my number one artist before. But this year she just didn't, um, she didn't stand out in the same way. So if I'm being totally honest, I love her so much that at the tail end of the year when I was like, (laughs) this is embarrassing. I was like, 2020, 2020 Wrapped is coming up. And I don't think I've been listening to that much Lana Del Rey this year. And she can't fall out of my top five. I was like, I would be devastated because I just love this so much. Cheated the system. And I was like, you know, like I love her so much that it's not like I faked it or anything, but I was just like, I need to just listen to more Lana Del Rey. So, (laughs) so I just went through a lot of her past albums and I went on like playlists that were like all of Lana Del Rey's songs. So like at the tail end of the year, I kind of spammed her a little bit to make sure that she wound up in my top five and she did. So I'm sorry that I deceived you all in this way, but it, I needed to do it for my love for Lana. It's beautiful. Thank you. For the sake of time, 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 time. What is time? There isn't a lot. We've gone over an hour, so there isn't much time to speak about the songs that are top five. But we will discuss them. Yeah, we can do that pretty briefly. What was your number one song of the year? Okay, this is... I can just do mine in one fell swoop because mine's pretty fucking ridiculous. It It is. But please let us... So my first one was obviously 911. My friends have been making fun of me for listening to the song a lot. So it doesn't, that's no surprise. My friends always, like Joe would always be like, how many times have you listened to this today? Did 47. You, did you really, sp- <laughs> did you really spam it that much? I spammed 911. Uh-huh. I spammed 911 so much. And then my number two is Sign From Above, another Chromatica song. I also spammed this song a lot. I'm not surprised that these are my top two, but I am surprised that my other top, my four, no, my third, fourth, and fifth top songs are also from Chromatica. So not only was Daniel's top five songs from the same artist, but they were all from the same album that came out this year, which... Is this a deep embarrassment? In the hetero world, that would be. In the gay world, it's sort of no. like a tiara. <laughs> In the gay world, it's it's normal. So my number three is Plastic Doll. My number four is Stupid Love, which I'm kind of upset about because I didn't really, I didn't think I listened to Stupid Love that much. But I think maybe it's on there because I just got really excited that Lady Gaga released a single. So I probably did listen to a lot, even though it's not my favorite. See, that happens. I That's something that happens to me a lot where it's like, if it's a song that 
If it's a if an artist releases a new single after a while, I'll spam it just because I really like it and I love their voice and I haven't heard them in a long time. And then it's like like Lady Gaga, we haven't heard an original album from her. Um, of course. In a while. So it was like Stupid Love came out. I was fucking upset. Like I was like I was deprived of Lady Gaga. I was I was drinking it up like KFC gravy. Right. And, and right. So it's like was Stupid Love like my like one of my favorite Lady Gaga songs of all time? No. no. But did it come at a time where it was just important to hear more Lady Gaga? Yeah. And so that song also, like, Stupid Love also wound up in my top five. And then my fifth was Alice, which is, again, from that album. So what were yours? So my top five songs, number one was Cardigan from Folklore by Taylor Swift, which doesn't come as any kind of surprise to anybody. As if we remember from the folklore um, episode of Queer Me Out, I thought the lyricism in that song was pure genius. And it obviously didn't show up represented in this list, but not only did I listen to lots of the original song, Cardigan, on Mm -hmm. Spotify, but I listened to, like, every cover available of that song on Spotify. Like, I listened to that song a lot. Um, and honestly, if I was going to pick the best song of the year, which I know it's hard to pick one song, but I think that Cardigan is the best song of the year. Lyrically, don't look at me like that. Lyrically, this song slayed my ass. Like, when she says, when she says, leaving like a father, that cut me so deep. Like, that cut me the bone. Running like water, leaving like a father, I'm deceased. I'm dead. You don't have any daddy issues, do you? You know, honestly, I got kind of lucky in that department for a gay person. (laughs) I did. My dad's actually pretty... My dad's kind of cool. Okay, cool... He's very pleasant and unassuming, <laughs> and he loves me. And that's many, all we can ask for, right? It's like that's a lot to ask for, like a man. Um, my <laughs> so my second song is "Stupid Love" by Lady Gaga, which we already covered. Like that song wound up wound up on the list because Chromatica was coming out, and everyone because we were dehydrated. We were dehydrated. My number three song is Naked by Ava Max, which was one of the singles off of her album, Heaven and Hell. And that song, I think, is one of the best off of that album. And it's really special and beautiful. The music video is cool. That, to me, was one of the standout singles of 2020. Naked was a very strong song. Wow. Yeah. So, again, it's a total centerpiece of her debut album and if you want to explore heaven and hell by ava max you should start with that song just to get a taste if you haven't heard a lot of her other music um very strong dance pop very catchy and obviously the lyrics aren't as deep as like taylor swift or anything (laughs) yeah 
But Ava Max is one of those, she kind of reminds me of what Katy Perry used to do like early on in her career where she had a really strong concept and followed it through throughout like the whole song. And I <laughs> that's what I think really helped propel Katy Perry is that when she was like, Baby, you're a firework. The whole fucking song was about fireworks. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was a really strong... I thought it was about plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Like a plastic bag? Like a plastic bag? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Like a... Bo- <laughs> Baby, you're a plastic bag. <laughs> Baby, you're a plastic bag. <laughs> Make him go plastic bag. <laughs> what was your fourth? Wait, you did everything already. Didn't I you? did everything because it was all fucking Lady Gaga. Sorry, but... I'll go fast. My fourth song was Dance Again by Selena Gomez. It was off of the album that I just talked about. Um, and... That song was my favorite off of the album, and that's why it is where it is at. So Dance Again, Selena Gomez, a really strong out al- like song from that album. It is very dancey, but it like the thing that I love about Selena Gomez is that like her more recent music, she does this thing where it's dance music, but it's not like club music. It always is very sparsely produced. So it has this, I don't want to say indie, but it has a little bit of emptiness to the production. There's some faces for her, you know, like she doesn't have the most, she doesn't have the most polished, strong, visceral voice in the industry per se. But... The dex- the the reason why her vocals I think shine through is because there's a certain s- there's a certain smoothness to it where she the parts of her voice where she has a hard time a harder time singing kind of shine through and wind up sounding like vulnerability and I think that she she knows how to use her voice even though it's you know maybe weaker than other artists and. I know that almost sounds like a read, but honestly, I think that that's a huge strength. I mean, if you know how to use your voice, no matter what your limitations are, you're a fucking star. You know what I mean? Like if like Madonna doesn't have the greatest voice ever, but she was the voice of her generation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she was the pop star of the eighties. So it's kind of like, it doesn't matter if your voice is weaker. If you know how to phrase certain things. It doesn't matter if you're a plastic bag. It doesn't matter if you, you love... be a firework. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H-I-M-M-M. Um, my number five was Born to the Night by Ava Max, which sampled this song from the 80s. Right, sweet but the, oh, she's sweet but a psycho. That wasn't on there. Right, that's the... Th- Wait, I don't remember if it was or not. Was it? No, no, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have asked. You, I think it was. Okay. I think it was. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho. 
That was a really good song. Right. It really, I mean, that was kind of like her single that really, like, caused her to skyrocket. But anyways. Yeah, so, hold on. That was 2020 wrapped. It was. That was our 2020. Um, We'd like to thank you for listening. If you have got through 10 episodes of these two hens just clucking and clucking and clucking and squawking, um, I'd like to thank you. And I'd also like to say that if there ever is a Queer Me Out song that you probably deserve one, you'll still have to pay for it, but you deserve it. (laughs) You deserve it. I deserve it. We deserve it. Yeah. So thank you all. And we're gonna be here for 2021. We have some exciting things happening. Um, we are who we are. And we're here to stay, baby. We're dancing like we're dun 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 dun. <laughs> wow. So, we will see what 2021 holds. I'm super excited. And um, we love you all. And, you know, we are going to forge ahead and lean in. And I'm Kim Petrus, and I just fucked your boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend.